Hello and welcome to Let's Hear Your Story. I am your host, Brenda McCullers. No matter how simple or complicated it is, your story is meant to be told and can help introduce others to Jesus. In this podcast, you will hear true stories of what God is doing within the lives of different people. Some of their stories are personal journeys to becoming a Christian. Others are stories of how God has shown up in their lives. Are you ready to listen? Let's get started. Hello everyone, it's Brenda, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. One of the things that I've found in doing this podcast is that some people aren't really sure how to share their story or they feel really uncomfortable sharing their story. Some of the reasons may be they're fearful that their story isn't a good story, that it's boring, or maybe they have a lack of confidence and ah, I'm just not really good at talking or sharing things. Maybe they're just not prepared to answer the question, how did you become a Christian or what is Christ actually doing in your life? That's what I want to address today. First of all, stories are very, very powerful. Your testimony is part of God's story. So putting your testimony together is very important in that it may be something that helps someone else in their walk with Christ, or it might even lead someone else to come to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us a lot about sharing your testimony. This morning, I was actually going through my devotional that I like to read. It's from Pastor Jerry at Beach Church. And I just want to share a little bit of it with you today because it is exactly about sharing your story. The scripture reference is from Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw them, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Pastor Jerry goes on to say, two very significant truths jump off the page at me when I reread what is traditionally known as Jesus's great commission. First of all, after all, Jesus died to pave the way for others to be saved. He actually handed off his mission to reach the world to a bunch of guys who did not even stand with him in his final hours of trial and crucifixion. They were just a bunch of teenagers totally left out by the religious authorities of the day. They were the Savior's plan A to reach the world. The second truth is, in the rendering of this phrase, go into all the world and make disciples. In the sentence structure of the Greek, it literally means as you go into all nations, make disciples. In other words, in every area of your life, always be seeking to help to point others to Jesus and to follow him. 
First, you don't have to be a perfect person or to have all the answers to lead people to Jesus. Just like those first disciples, you are a life under construction with Jesus. Don't allow your limitations to keep you from living out this sacred trust. And second, everywhere you go today is a mission field. Reaching people for Christ is not a program in your church, nor is it just taking a mission trip to reach people in distant lands. It is this awareness that you and I take into every day of our lives and in every situation. As you go, make disciples. Making disciples happens in your home, your workplace, at school, while waiting for your child at t-ball practice, and at the Rotary Club. It happens in every word you speak and every action you take. It happens in your attitudes and in the way you relate to every person. Jesus is with you and seeking to use your imperfect life and mind to touch the lives of others with the love and good news of Christ. Every relationship becomes an opportunity to and in some way to point others to the only hope we have, the only name by which we must be saved. Leading others to Christ is a sacred trust you're given. Be trustworthy. Use your one and only God-given life to point others to the only true anchor of hope. So the question is, where do we start with sharing our testimony? I think the first thing is to understand how powerful your story can be. In the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11, it tells us that we will overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Also, there's lots of examples of people sharing their testimony in the Bible. For example, Paul shares his testimony in Acts 26. So read through some of those testimonies and study how they did it. Another thing that we can do is powerfully consider the work that God has done and is doing in us. To begin with, think about your life before Christ. Before I surrendered my life to Christ, I... And then fill in the blank. What were your attitudes, your beliefs, your values, your feelings, or your actions before you knew Christ? Who or what did you worship? Was it money? Was it power? Was it position? What defines your life? Be honest and don't glorify your past or your past sin. Aim to keep your testimony focused on God who gets the glory for the transformation that he's done in you. Second, describe the circumstances around your surrender. Then I surrendered my life to Christ. Consider how you became aware of your need for Christ. Who was involved in showing you that need? Describe how you received the gospel. What steps did you take to receive him into your life? To go from knowing about him to knowing him personally. And then third, describe how your life is different since your surrender. Now that I have a relationship with Jesus, fill in the blank, explain what a personal relationship with him means to you now. Compare your attitudes, your emotions, your thoughts, your actions now to life before Christ. Describe any impact on your relationship, on your marriage, your kids, your friendships, your work, your identity, your values, different things like that. And be honest and 
Be enthusiastic. Paint a true picture of your life. Share your victories, but let the people know you are not perfect. Don't feel like it's necessary to exaggerate for effect. Your authentic transformation in Christ is effective enough. And don't imply Christ removes all problems. Regardless of circumstances, he is good, faithful, and better than life. After you've taken time to really think about your story and put it together, practice sharing it. Maybe try to share it in three to four minutes, less than five minutes. This helps to prevent you from getting off track or taking up most of the time talking about yourself instead of talking about what Christ has done for you. And remember, a testimony is just another word for your story. A testimony means that you're trying to bear witness. You're trying to affirm what you've experienced. Your testimony is part of God's bigger story. It reflects the change Christ has done and continues to do in you as further evidence of his Holy Spirit's power. He's rescued you, is transforming you, and will sustain you. How exciting is it that God invites us into this great rescue mission of all time and calls us to invite others along. So be intentional. Pray before you're going to go hang out with your friends. Pray for the people that are going to be along your pathway that may be open to hearing the gospel. Remember, it is the gospel itself that is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That's from Romans 1, 16. It's not just our story, our answers, or our power of persuasion that changes a person's heart. We are to be intentional and faithful with sharing the gospel with others, eagerly expecting God to call people to surrender him. Our job is to share. It's God's job to save. So prayer is essential to get us in tune with God and to get that other person's heart right to receive the message of salvation. Also remember, it is sometimes our place to just plant seeds. Sometimes those seeds <clears throat> may lead someone to ask questions. Sometimes those seeds might be something that the person reflects on later on in life that brings them to a place where they want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Not every time you share the gospel are people going to jump up and go, that's me, I want to be saved. The point is, it's your place to share the gospel. It's the Holy Spirit that changes someone's heart. So I'm going to give you just a short example of a testimony for me. I remember when I was living my life for me. I was selfish and self-absorbed. Then I was at church one night, and the pastor shared from 1 John how God is love, and if we don't love, we don't know him. I remember going home and crying to God for his help because I had hate in my heart. And as I grew in my understanding of Jesus, his forgiveness, and his love for me, my heart began to change. Now, I live my life focusing on others, loving others, and serving others because of the change he made in my heart. 
Do you have a story like that? Sharing your testimony can be as simple as that. So I encourage you, take time to put your story together, to put your testimony together, and then pray about it and share it. I will put links in the description to Pastor Jerry's message. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or need any help putting your testimony together. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I look forward to hearing from you if you have any questions. Thank you for listening to Let's Hear Your Story. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with your friends and subscribe, write, and review. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at brenmccullers at yahoo.com.